All right, guys, so we are live, and I may be a little bit early, but that's all right, because uh, we're going to need every minute we possibly can with our guests today, because I don't want to lose a second with them, because it's going to be awesome. So, you know, first off, before I kind of give you guys an introduction of who we have today, um, you know, for those of you who are going to be listening in, and for all of you Level 2 members to really understand what this call is all about, um, this is the MITS Battle Zone, all right, you are... I can't, I can't protect you guys, my guests, while you're here. You're here at your own risk. I just want to let you guys know that. And the way that this works is we basically act as if everyone listening in or flies on the wall, and we basically go back and forth, masterminding, trying to get better. So I ask them questions. They ask me a question, and we just use this time get, to get better. And then all of you who are listening who are Level 2 members can ask questions at the end. And uh, it's a great mastermind session for us to learn from the best and um, really get better. So today, you know, I'm honored um, and privileged to have um, Lisa Grossman and Curtis Broom on today, and uh, we're going to have a great uh, mastermind. And, and these guys, you know, everywhere that I go in terms of events, they're always very welcoming and, and, you know, to be honest, very nice to me. And, you know, from the very moment I met them, um, Lisa's daughter actually went to the same college as I did, and um, that was kind of an instant connection there. But I just respect them because they've been in the industry a long time. I mean, Curtis just, um, you know, emceed one of the biggest, if not the biggest, network marketing event um, in our industry. I think like he's somewhere between five and ten thousand people there, and um, you know, they've been able to um, create, um, have network marketing businesses that have, you know, grossed millions of dollars. And what's amazing to me is how the teams that they've been able to build have been teams, um, literally, you know, in the hundreds of thousands in, you know, every country in the world. I mean, you name it, they have people that, um, you know, they've represented in those in those countries. Um, you know, they speak all over the world. I mean, every time I talk to Lisa, I'm like, I get dizzy because she's on this side of the globe and then she's on this other side of the globe. Same for, for Curtis. So they're, they're speakers, they're sought-after um, minds. I mean, people bring them in just to kind of look at their business, to give them insights and to make sure everything's protected. Um, and they're just a wealth of information, and that's why I wanted to bring them on. Um, and, you know, not only that, you know, they are part of MITS. I mean, they were here from the very beginning, one of our first products, Recruiting Juggernaut. They came on, they've done two um, um, webinars in that, and they just did it, you know, for free. They didn't say, hey, Vince, pay me or anything like that. They just wanted to provide value. And that was the first thing that I noticed about them when I first met them, how open they were with the information that they provide. And, by the way, if you haven't seen those two modules and you have a network marketing business and you're struggling – I mean, the first thing I would do if I were you is to get into that Recruiting Juggernaut product and watch those two trainings. Um, it's flat out amazing. We'll probably touch on some of those points today. So I hope my introduction does you guys justice, but I don't think it did because it's pretty much impossible because you guys are so awesome. But I want to welcome, you know, Lisa Grossman and Curtis Broom. What is going on? Are you ready to battle today? I'm ready. <laughs> that was such a great introduction. I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about. I'm so impressed to meet them. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> pretty good people. Here, pretty good people. Death. You know that. Yeah, you know we love you. So happy awesome, to be man. here. Likewise. Awesome. Awesome. We got well, as you here. heard, uh, the way that this works is this is a battle. Um, we act like no one's listening, and you guys can use this time to ask me questions about traffic or whatever it is that you have, and I can and I'll give you answers to help you. And I'm going to ask you questions as if no one's listening, and we're going to mastermind and to help me. So, um, you know, and then we'll ask questions at the end or at, I'll have um, our, our people listening in ask us questions and we'll we'll go from there. So are you ready? I am. Lisa, All right. Ready. Lisa, you're ready? Ready. <laughs> All right. All right. So the way we're going to do it is I'm going to ask you guys a question and, and, and uh, you guys can kind of um, work together. I'm sure we've done, you guys have done this many times, but I, I'm, I'm glad because I get two of you guys um, on this call. So the first thing I really think we should probably know is really just a little bit about you guys' story and how you guys even met. Um, and then we'll get into some more of the uh, the, uh, the good questions. Well, Lisa, why don't you kick off and I'll follow right in We met in a network marketing company 14 years ago now, I think. Wow. Which was a company that I was in. And Curtis actually showed up in my downline, I was the number one earner, and he wasn't really pursuing a full-time network marketing career. He actually was running a very large company of his own, but had had a background as a professional speaker and had toyed with network marketing, and some friends sort of brought him in to help build their business. And at one time, he had gone into the company 
and had made some suggestions to the owners of that company about how they could improve their communication, improve their operations, and sort of grow from overnight juggernaut into global enterprise. And no good deed goes unpunished. They decided at that point, since they were going into a global expansion, that they would like him to come in and serve as president and help implement some of the ideas that he had sort of laid out for them in this all-night mastermind session. And he said no. And um, <laughs> they called me and told me they'd really like to have him you know, take come on board, and he had turned them down. And I said, well, if you really want him, I think maybe I can help you do that. And so I reached out and made a phone call to him. And, Curtis, you can pick up the story from there. Well, I didn't exactly say no, Vince. That sounded a little blunt. What I said was, well, guys, I'm just selling a company, getting out of an executive role. How about if I just help you a great deal, but I'd really prefer probably not going back into the office. At which point Lisa called, and to make a very long call very short, she basically, you know, Guilt hypocrited me. She's like, "Oh, that's great! You come in, and get these young guys, get these young guys hopes up, get them all excited, and then they just ask you to, you know, pitch in and actually become a part of the solution. Instead, you'd like to sit on the sidelines and talk. So you're one of those backseat kind of folks. And then, boom! I mean, I get run over by a truck. You, I hang up. She, okay, I just want to know what kind of guy you were. And then I get up the phone. I get no sleep that night. And then I call the next day. She answers the phone, and I said, "You know something? You're a and I." pick some type of a, a descriptive word, and, and she said, really, why? And I said, well, I haven't slept. Okay, I'm coming into Dallas. Let's really talk. And shortly thereafter, I became the president. So what I didn't realize at that time is the moment she had spoken to them and said, well, I think I can help. I was destined to be president, and really it was an un unavoidable situation. I never stood a chance. But I've now learned that in my career and in our partnership and friendship. So now I just I, I acquiesce much smarter and much sooner. And that's really how it all began. So I and he was supposed to do that for it. a year. And that was 14 years yeah. ago. We ended up spending about four years expanding the company around the world through Asia. I was you know, leading the field. He was the president of that company. And we went into partnership in everything but that network marketing business, all of our outside interests. And when we left that company, we sort of went into partnership and consulting, network marketing, and we've really been partners in everything we've done since probably 2007. Wow. Yeah, awesome. yeah we uh, took that company from about $24 million to about $200 Twenty million a year, and uh, from one well, country to you know, Curtis had you said two lived around the had world. you said had you said two thirty, I would have thought you know you really did some work there, but you only said two twenty. Yeah, so exactly. We'll, we'll let that slide. Yeah, yeah and, and I have yeah. to say, yeah, you know, we were slacking. Um, we were slacking. <laughs> the interesting thing is, we do a lot of things, but if you ever figure out exactly what it is we do, please let me know because people always ask, and I'm dumbfounded because we're sort of here, there, and everywhere, <laughs> helping wherever we can, but I really don't know what it is exactly we do. Well, I, I yeah, can answer list that. firing off in my head. Which one do I tell them? Well, I think that you guys have so much experience that people can just, like whenever I see you guys, we can just sit and talk forever. And I don't even know sure. if you guys realize what you're saying, but there's so much value and people are just eating it up. And it's based off of real-world experience. So I think that's what you guys do better than anyone else. It's not a situation where you feel like, at least for me personally, that I have to like even ask you anything. We can just be talking you know, about just regular life and somehow it just flips into something related that I just put in the memory bank as something I use in my businesses. So it's just this wisdom that a lot of people don't have. So I think that's really what you guys provide without unknowingly, just naturally. So thank you for that. Well, Vince, let me say, let me do a quick summary this way, and because this is true. I think all of us who have been very blessed to have success, whether it, and however it may, you know, however it may have happened, whether it was from an executive role or from a team building role, Lisa and I have an active global team right now with six figures in terms of number of members and we're helping you know other people do stuff. We've all that happened because we had great mentorship. Somebody else took the time to coach and help and mentor us. We were able to learn from that and grow from that and we just do that in response because I think that's ultimately what our space does. It's what you're doing. You know, I, I the minute you asked, I glanced, we've got a uh, We've got a call with a uh, uh, a company CEO here in the next two days because a um, you know a good friend is is trying to find a, a place in the world. We've got another friend who's starting a company in Asia, and we're helping them gear that up. We have another uh, we have two meetings we've got this week with companies that are asking one, us one to review a comp plan, the other to review a marketing strategy. So it just but these are all it's just relationships and people you meet, and so all of us in our life we learn. We build relationships, and then we try and put together relationships and share knowledge to help everybody win, and because people helped us, so that's really what we do. 
Absolutely. Um, and obviously, I, you know, I haven't even got a chance to really chat with you guys, but you know we have our, our uh, live event, and I'm hoping you guys can come down and, and speak. We'll, we'll talk more about that in April. Um, because I would, I would, I would normally want Lisa to go into her story, um, but I'm gonna, I want her, I want to wait for our event. <laughs> so I'll do that at the event, and, and we're yeah. actually gonna be overseas a lot. We're relocating back to Asia on a big project, but we will be back a good part of April, April and May, because my daughter's graduating, and um, there's a lot going on in that time frame. So we should be in the country. So hopefully we can work that out because I was really upset to have to miss your event last year. I very much want to come. Yeah, and, and I wanted you guys to notice how I wait, waited until you guys were live to ask you. So uh, do you have the date on that event yet? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that was very good. Yeah. I know. All right. So let's let's get into some some uh, some mastermind stuff for the for for myself sure. and for I'm sure the people that are listening. So um, let's start the battle. You know, you you guys have built. Huge organizations made millions of dollars in network marketing. A lot of people get into the business, and that's what they they want. I mean, they want to they want to build these organizations. But let's talk to the people who just joined. Like, let's say the guy joined yesterday. Okay, what should that person do? I mean, I, I don't know if people really ask that question a lot to people, but I just joined. I'm green. I, I I saw the company. I see the vision. I've seen people make money. I'm in, and it's day one. What do I do right now? You know, it's an interesting question because most people, I guess, would give you a to-do list and of because there are certain, you know, daily method of operations and things you have to do, just like in what you do every day, Vince. But what's interesting about that is any person who's successful at anything can tell you that there's a thousand books or how-to manuals available that will outline the steps. They're not hard to find. They're available everywhere from the best, and yet people don't do it. And I, so I think the function is... The first thing you have to do is slow down and really decide what you want to, what you are there, what you want to accomplish, and start asking yourself a list of pretty realistic questions. I think you have to do a reality check all the time when you go into business because you said some very interesting things. You said people get in and they see people, they want this and they want that. And here's a secret that it took me a long time in business to learn that I wish I'd known on the first day. And I think what happens to a lot of people is they talk about what they want. And I think everybody would like to make a million dollars. They want to live in a big house. They want to do all these things that they see other people do. They have no frame of reference to do it. You know, they say they want freedom because they've heard it. They really don't know what it is. They've worked a job all their life. And I think it's important to note that people don't get what they want. We don't get what we want. We get what we picture. And I think people really have to sit down and, and really picture what it is they want and then go about the business of figuring out how they're going to how they're going to make that picture manifest itself in reality and what it takes to make the picture come true. Because I found that what holds most people back, even though you can give them the, you know, make a list of everybody that you know and and be productive, not just fill up your days with activities and all those things, is that they really need to see themselves having the life that they've come there to build. They really need to know what that looks like and believe that they can do it and see themselves doing those things every day because... If you don't believe it, nobody else is going to either. And once you've accomplished that, I think the first thing I can tell people is don't fall into the trap when everybody says, you know, blah, 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 you don't have to talk to your friends and family. Because friends and family have their place in business, in any business, forget network marketing, any business that you do. They're not necessarily going to be your best business partners, your best customers. But when you get started in business, that is your support mechanism. And anybody... Um, who tells you that you don't need it or you don't have to talk to it, think about why you don't want to. That's your most forgiving market. They're the people that like you the most, the people that know you, the people that are most inclined to help you when you ask for help. And if you're not willing to go to them for help, regardless of whether they join your business or not, they probably won't. But if you don't want to go to people that will most certainly help you if you ask for help, is that why is that? Is it Because if you believe in what you're doing, uh, it's a necessary ingredient for success. If you really believe that this is how you're going to be successful, that this is a great thing, and you're not willing to share it with the people closest to you, that's a position of weakness. And if you're, if you're operating from a position of weakness, i.e. a lack of belief, what makes you think you're going to have more success with strangers who don't know you and you're brand new and green than you would going to the people that you know for success? So I think that's the first mental shift people have to make, if that makes any sense. Can I, can I um, 
follow Anything up with that? Anything you want, it's your call. Yeah, okay, so and we're, and we're this is the battle zone, so we, we keep it real here. So I'll, I'll, so for me, I'll give you my personal experience. Um, you know, I actually grew two network marketing companies pretty big, and I had made a goal when I got started that I was never going to talk to friends and family. And 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 I'm glad that Why? you said that you I, I, I'm going to tell you that. Um, you know, I'm glad that you said that and I wish that I would have now that I think about it. But the reason I didn't is because I kind of already had a basic idea that my friends and family perception of network marketing what it was and at the time when I got into the network marketing, and again, all this is all just a bunch of stuff I'm telling myself. I know now because my personal development is on a way different level than where it was when I got started. But I'm saying this because I believe that there are people that when they get started possibly feel the way that I did. So, um, you know, I was in a state where I was broke, in verge of foreclosure, no car, just, I mean, just in the worst situation you could ever think of. So telling friends and family, I didn't, my own personal belief was I say this, they're like, go get a real job, da da da, da and they almost talk me out of my, uh, what I want to do. So that's why for me, it was, that's why I'm like the traffic guy now, because I said, okay, well, if, I'm not, if I can't go to my friends and family, let me figure out how to get other people who are like me who don't want their dreams crushed. So if they're, I mean, I think this is an important okay. thing to kind of discuss, because I know there's people like me that, were, that are there. Okay, now I agree. Cool. Go ahead. Well, let's say, now the instinct, I don't want to go to my friends and family to join me, I think that instinct is correct, but that's not what you – think of it this way. Let's, let's take ourselves out of network marketing for a minute. If you're, you're going to start a business, you want to start a shoe store. You have no money, so you're, you, can't, you, need, you, you have no money, so you can't go to a bank for financing, and you can't go get a team of experts on Wall Street advertising, big business guys to work for you, business analysts, because you have no money and you have no relationships with them. But you want – so where would you go if you needed money? Friends and family, right? That's the first place people go for capital when they don't have collateral to go to a bank. It's the friends well, and family round of financing. You start in the garage, did it. Right? So you're not going yeah. to, you wouldn't go to your friends and family and say, look, I want you to come sell shoes for me, or I want you to go open a shoe store because I want to open a shoe store. But that might be where you'd go for help because there's nowhere else to go. And if you needed business advice and you didn't have the ability to go out and get great business analysts, you'd think, who do I know? friends and family, that likes me enough that if I call them and want to pick their brain and get some good advice on how to do business, who do I know that's close to me and my close friends and family that I can go to for advice? So close friends and family are never who you should go to for business partners, but they are a support mechanism. So when you get into network marketing, what's the first thing that people do? They buy, let's say, $1,000 worth of product. I wouldn't go to my family and say, join my business by $1,000 worth of product. Of course not. That instinct's correct. The only thing that's worse than when your family says no is when they say yes. Then you're stuck with them. <laughs> but, but if I called you, Vince, and you were my brother, and I said, Vince, I just started a business. I'm really excited about it. I'm not asking you to join it, but I am going to ask your help. I'm not even asking you to be a customer. But what I do want you to do is this. I want you to buy a month's supply of my product. I want you to try it. I want you to use it. If you like it, fantastic. I'll need your testimony or story. I think you will. If you don't like it, you never have to buy it again. Can I count on you to buy and try my product one time and give me your feedback? If I'm your sister, would you do that for me? Absolutely. Think the rest of the family would? Most likely, absolutely. I love that. How long do you think or if I went to my friends and family? If I, if, if I went to my friends and family and I'm brand new in network marketing, how long do you think it would take me to get all of my product out and my money back if I did it with my close friends and family with a phone call like that? I'm sure. One day? Two days, yeah, very quick. So now I'm a brand new network marketer who's green. I have all my money back. I have 10 or 12 family members trying my product who are going to give me their honest opinion. Let's assume that I was smart enough to join a company that had a good product. Who's going to be most likely to actually give me the testimonials? My friends and family, because they want to help me. I'm not asking them to do anything else. If they like it, who's going to be most inclined to stay my customers as long as I'm doing the business? At least a few of them, my friends and family. So now I'm this brand new green person who's gotten all their money back. I've got a couple of customers, and I've got some testimonials. So now when I call you, Vince, or or even a traffic cold person, however I get you, you're, you're now, I'm only in the business a week, 
And when you ask me, okay, Lisa, how long you've been doing this a week? Well, what's happened for you? I'm not the person who's sitting there with a bunch of product and babbling. I say, well, Vince, I'm brand new, but I bought a thousand dollars worth of product. It's all sold. I've got my money back. I have three customers, and here's what some people are saying about the product. Am I not in a much stronger position? Absolutely. And I didn't put one friend or family in the business. I simply use my support mechanism for support. I love it. And you, you know what I love the most about that? Well, first off, I wish I was. This is this is why this is what happens, by the way, when we're talking at the bar. You guys don't even realize it. Or when I see you guys at events. It's just amazing. So I don't even know where to start here. What I loved about what you just said was the way my gut felt by putting myself in that position to do that to my parents or my family or friends. I didn't have this friction or turning of the stomach and nervousness to ask that question. And I think anyone listening who does that probably knows what I'm talking about, and I think that's that's awesome. Um, definitely, definitely awesome. Um, Curtis, did you have anything on that? Well, um, what to get when Lisa – here's in essence what she's saying, is that, and, and it, perfectly so. Go into action, and everybody – and what is the most – what is the simplest action – that will get you a result that works, that moves you forward. Because if, if, if you're talking to folks again here who are dealing with network marketing, there are only two things we do. We share and move product. We share and move the opportunity. And we teach others, well, th- the third thing, then teach others to share and move the product and opportunity. That's it. So right. the key is, if you're brand new, please understand, you're going to suck at everything until you're good at it. And you know how you get good? You do it 100 times. And how do you do that? You start with the first time. And the simplest thing to do is to try and do those simplest things. And, and so when Lisa developed this methodology that she's taught now to so many people around the world, it's because it's based on a natural human behavior. You're not twisting anybody's arm. Again, where did most computer startups, you know, where did the Apple guy start? In a garage, their parents' garage, you know, welding some stuff together, you know, soldering some stuff together, some circuit boards saying, hey, family, give us a hand up, let's go. It's how the world has worked for centuries. This isn't complicated and there's no training. And so it allows someone to go into an action step and go, wow, that didn't hurt. That actually worked. That makes sense. So you come back and you break it down. What do you do? There's only three things. We move a product, we move an opportunity, we teach other people how to move a product and move an opportunity. And the first time you talk to somebody, even when you have that story, the first time you share with someone your opportunity, you're going to be terrible at it. You're going to stumble. You're going to bumble. You're going to fumble. Whatever you share, whatever is the conversation you choose to have, you're not going to be real good at it the first time, and that's okay. Because what the, as, as has been said many times, everyone who says no to you is a hero in your story because it was one more time you told the story, and you're better at the conversation. There's a very simple simple thing I'll share with you. And Eric posted on his Network Marketing Pro, there's an individual who is tremendously, massively, monstrously successful in our profession. Lisa actually had an opportunity to have a conversation with him one time years and years and years ago. His name is Bill Brett. He was a huge guy in Amway. And Bill said, success was very simple. In my career, I personally... Now, they understand this guy started decades ago. So so there wasn't anything online. So he really meant he physically, personally did this. But starting from zero in his career, he personally sat in front of and personally talked through, discussed, and showed the plan to 1,200 people. 900 said no. 300 said yes. Of the 300 who said yes, only 85 did anything. 35 did something significant, and 11 made him a multi-multi-multi-private-jet, multi-home, global, multi-gazillionaire. Now, I'll bet you the first 100, he was really horrific compared to the last 100. But the question is, how many people talked to two and quit? And he said this, just the math. So that's, in essence, what Lisa was sharing. What's the simplest way to go into an action step with the greatest odds in your favor of having a successful result so that for a brand new person you go, hang on a minute, I just did something, I got better at it, it worked. By the time you've talked to 10 or 12 family members and moved the initial product, you know what happens? For the rest of your career, no one can ever look at you who is feeling fearful and intimidated on their first day saying, I just don't see think this can work. Say, yeah, I can. Let's just get going. Here's what you do. And now you become the teacher, they become the student, and that, that role continues forever. So that's it. That's awesome. Love it. You know, those stories are things that motivate me, just the vision. I love stories of when people have 
tremendous vision and when they understand the numbers, you know, that's that's what I love. I love really when you can see people that can see if they just sustain, if they have sustainability, they can make amazing things happen. All right, cool. Okay, Did you guys have a question? question? No, yeah, yes, yeah I got turn. a question for you. Let's keep, let's keep them on the same line, but then let's move into the areas where you had strength. Okay, so okay. you show up, you're broke, you've got nothing, you're facing bankruptcy or foreclosure the whole bit, you've got nothing there. You created a false mental frame set that that now today you realize actually set yourself up more for failure than success, but you've not failed. You have succeeded. And so you decide you're going to go somewhere else. But as you started, whatever it was you started, what was your caliber of of result when you first started compared to today? And what was and, – and so – how did you find that strength to continue? How many people have you known going out and doing traffic or doing anything who make three attempts and quit, and what was the difference between you and them? Okay. Um, that's, a, that's a loaded question, <laughs> but I'll do my best to answer it the way I can where I interpret what you're asking me. Um, number one, I look back at myself from the beginning of what I was doing, and like I said, I was my mindset was completely different. And I and I and you can always learn from all of your failures. You know, I look at me having that mindset as a failure, but it's one of my biggest lessons that I take in with me today. Um, uh, I guess today. You know, Curtis, can you can you kind of reshape that question because I'm not sure if you want me yeah, to explain what, what the difference is for me today started, versus then. Yeah, when you first started, when you said, "Okay, I don't want to go to my friends and family," so you set that environment up for yourself, and that's okay. And you said, "So I'm going to do this instead." Were you successful the very first time you did it? Absolutely not. Failed miserably. So why didn't you? Go um, why did you stick it out? I stuck it out just for me. I just. I saw the vision, and I mean, I can only give you, I mean, the truthful, honest story was I said there, there's people getting results. There's got to be a way, and I just believed in myself that I was smart enough, and I had just wrote, I drew the line in the sand. I said, one, I'm just, I had had a business of my own. I knew I couldn't and wouldn't be happy working for anyone else, and I just said, this is, I'm not going to be a doctor or a lawyer at this point in my life, um, so this was a, an opportunity for me. Um, that I was passionate about. It was something that I felt that I could control if I just learned it. And I had made that decision. I drew that line in the sand that said, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't care how long it takes. I can't get any more broke than what I am right now. Um, And I just made the decision. And uh, it was more of a mindset thing, really. Um, That's exactly it. Before you started, that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly it. How many attempts before maybe you started getting some leads? Man, I, I mean, I tell this story all the time. I mean, it, I lost. I was since I got myself into more debt. Um, you know, it took me six months to sponsor my first person in my first network marketing company, and a lot of it's because of what you said I didn't do. Um, and I, that's why I just laughed because I wish I would have done what you said. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just struggled. I mean, I, I, it took me six months to sponsor my first person. Um, but uh, it was funny once I got the first person and started to see results. It definitely that's when. Things started to kind of just um, kind of hit momentum. It was like a snowball. You know, it's interesting about your answer, Vince, and I want to really tell everybody this. He, Vince makes an excellent point. If you're determined and you can see yourself doing it and you believe, you will figure it out if nobody shows up to tell you what to do. And, I, and many things in my life I've had to do that way. You know, when you're a Star Trekker, if you're the first one in, if you don't have the contacts, the resources are nowhere to go. What's most amazing in network marketing, actually in entrepreneurship in general, though, and what, what boggles my mind is when you do have those resources, you know, like you train all these people, Vince, they, and you're an expert in what you do. You provide this whole environment. Some people, you show them exactly what to do, and they do it. Some people don't. That's what's always amazed me. I think one of the keys to success, and it took me like two years, like you, but I finally figured out, if I wanted to be a doctor, I would go to medical school and let doctors teach me how to be a doctor. And I finally decided, if I'm going to go to experts and ask them what to do, I'm going to do exactly what they tell me until at least I'm achieving the results they are. And what's fascinating is how many people you see that you give an exact recipe, if you will. You know, think about it if you were a cook. Have you ever noticed this? You give somebody the exact recipe to make chocolate chip cookies, and they look at it and they say, well... I know Vince says we need three cups of flour here, but maybe we only need one and a half. 
And I know he says we need to put in yeast, but I don't have any yeast, so I'm not going to have yeast. I know he says to bake at 200, but, you know, the oven only works at 350. And then they call you and say, my cookies don't look like yours. What possesses people to think they can change the recipe is what's all until they really know what they're doing. So when we, if we go back to your initial question, what do people need to do? Model success and follow the recipe exactly until you're getting results that are good and consistent, and then tweak. But don't tweak if you've got a recipe in front of you that works and you know that it works and you don't know what it, you don't know what to tweak. You know, I'll give you an example. You're 100% right, and I think the difference also is that that failure creates experience that you can't teach. Um, like, for example, you, you know, we know we people, it, you know, one of the things that traditional network marketers get mad at us internet marketers is because we tend to complicate things. But the thing is, they know that this is the future, so there has to be a way to make each world intertwine, and that's why I love bringing people, you know, you guys on and people that – um, you know, teach these strategies. And the way my mind works is how can I simplify what I do and add these types of things that you're talking about into, you know, into the fold. So the first thing that I think about is, like, how experience makes a little bit, makes a huge difference. And, and this, oh, is, this yeah. is my point. My point would be if I were to talk to a person, let's say a traditional network marketer, and they would say, give me a script and go tell me to talk to my friends and family, right? Their script may be different than yours, and their way of, like, I don't know, their gift of gab could be different when they're talking to their, – their ways of persuasion may be a little bit different um, in talking to their friends and family. So they, their whole thing could be call a friend and family member and say, hey, I joined a new business. I want you to buy this right now and just do it for 30 days. And that could come off weird. But the way that you just said it, you said the exact same thing, but you said it in a different way to where I didn't have that feeling in my gut. So, like, my point is sometimes it's – even though a person says it, and this goes back to what you said, it's just a matter of you doing it over and over again and working, working it through. Now, then there's the other person that doesn't use that script. You tell them to call and say, hey, try it for 30 days, and you, know, you don't try it again. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying it the way that you said it, but you get my point. And they change it and say, try it for three months, or they do, and there's so many people that do that. Um, and they're not willing to get the experience over time that really can get to, that can make them an expert in what it is they're doing. And I see that each and every day. Um, like, for example, on our th we have Thursday practice calls, and some of our students will submit their ads. And I can tell instantly, like, if they've watched our entire module or product or not. And some of them, unfortunately, will not tell the truth and be like, oh, I watched it all. But I can tell based off what they wrote in the headline because I give them scripts. I tell them exactly what not to do, and they will do what I say not to do. And, I, and then I say, hey, go back and watch the product. And they go, well, why don't you tell me? I say, I'm here to coach you, but I want you to understand that when you get a product, you need to do exactly what I tell you to do on there. And you're not, I'm not making you do this for me. I'm making you do this to see that when you start coaching your team, you're going to want them to do exactly what you tell them to do as well because you've got experience in it. And I say, you're going to have a much bigger breakthrough if you go back and watch the product and see where you messed up versus me just giving you the answer right now. So – my point is sometimes a person has to just find the answer even though they have the map. Oh, absolutely, and go. I'll tell you where yeah. that comes into play. One of the things I've noticed, and you're younger than me, so I don't mean you, but when I, when I look at this, this youngest generation, they're so talented in so many ways with technology and, and things that I can't do. But I notice that they really – we have to teach people sometimes how to think and how to figure things out. I was standing with a pretty young group that we were training a few months ago, and I said, you know, does anybody know what this is? Because I was going back to some old school stuff, you know, back to the days of, like, I don't know, pads of paper and pens, like what if all the technology broke today? And they all looked at me, and I realized for five minutes they were all waiting for me to tell them. I'm like, okay, you've got Google in front of you. Why is nobody trying to figure this out? There was no, well, how about this, how about that, no brainstorming to it. Right. And I said, don't get so used everybody always telling you the answer. You have to know how to go find the information. It's all out there, but we're not always going to give you every answer. That's not the job. If you know, Can you imagine if you spent your whole day being customer service? So I agree with you. Why would you bother recording a product if you were going to have to do it live all day? Exactly. And I, and I, and I would say that is the biggest difference. Like I just had this ability to say, I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to figure it out. And um, even in failing, you know, I think that those lessons, like if I, like when I'm listening to you, 
I mean, I'm just, I'm pumped up. I know anyone listening to this can definitely implement it and now have direction, but they've got to do it over time and gain that experience. You know, Eric says it all the time. Make a decision, figure it out, go tell the world. (laughs) Yep, Actually, go tell the world, then figure it out, because now you're held accountable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Make a decision, go tell the world, and figure it out. Yeah, because now you have to. (laughs) He said, in fact, here's the difference. Professionals make a decision, tell everybody, and then figure it out. Amateurs, they in the dark and the quiet by themselves decide they have to figure it out. Then they're going to try it out. Then they'll mention it to somebody else. They got to be covered first. True professionals. And they think they have to have success before they can talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what else I've noticed too, and I'm just just kind of pops into my head. We on we always do our we we release one video blog every week where we go into detail about a bunch of stuff, and I spend literally a week thinking about what I want to share. I don't just you know just put it out there, and I try to really provide a ton of value. And one of the things that um, you know I'm going to be talking about actually on this next one is how a lot of marketers feel like they need all of these attributes in order to be successful. And what I what I call an attribute would be like they feel like they need the perfect capture page, the perfect blog, the the art, the the, you know, the image on this side, the you know, the fan page. They need all these attributes in order, and then when they get all these attributes, they'll get results. And I have um, VIP days where I only take, you know, people who have to be in the right position in their business, and, you know, they come down for the weekend, and I spend the weekend on their business. And, you know, one gentleman, who he kind of sent me this list of stuff that he wanted to do when he got here, and they were a list of attributes. And it's completely different. Now, if, if that person, normal coaches would do that with what he sent me. That's what normal coaches would do. But I'm like, hey, I'm, you're coming down here because I'm going to show you how to make money. And he's like, well, I need to get these things done. I'm like, well, you're better off just paying a coach to help you get those things done. Like when you come here, I teach you how to make money. I'm like, those, some of those things will naturally get done, but that's not what helps you get to the bottom line. And what you guys brought up today were, this kind of a, is my point. It's like, Sometimes we all think that all these things that we need are the things that help us make money. When you just proved you just need to have basic conversations with 1,200 people, and if you do it the right way, you can build a business. Now, where my skills come into play is you can do that, have that same conversation with even more than because you can only be in front of so many people at one time, right? I know. That's why I love what you do, and don't think I'm not coming right. to learn it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's – it's it's just I would tell people stop worrying about all of these little attribute things. I mean, even if you don't necessarily have a list right now and you don't have a capture page, you got Facebook, you have Twitter or whatever, you can build a relationship and then move those people to your list slowly as you start to gain the knowledge. But as long as you're having these active conversations um, and you're doing it the right way, you can still build a build a big business. All right, so. I love talking to you guys. My turn, my turn. I got it. By the way, you just said it. You just said what I was thinking about mentioning, and Lisa is is the way she will put this in context is masterful. That's it, right there. Conversation. If the if there's the greatest thing that I could ever share with a new person, it's kind of going to sound terrible, but there's the greatest thing that a brand new person, if if they picture what they're trying to create, all that stuff, but if they said, I'm committed to becoming a master of conversation. Because if you could do it face-to-face, you can do it in how you talk. You know, people today, I think, are just tired of the, pardon the French, the bullshit. I think they're just sick and tired of that. I think what they like is they like people to treat them with a little bit of dignity and respect and as human beings have a conversation. And we've talked Absolutely. about being interesting instead of interested. It, and you know something? There are, there are techniques that people could use to practice it. They could practice it with family and friends in a very fun, hyster- I mean, great, having a good time, everybody's laughing, but what they're doing is honing a skill, and I think that, and it comes down to one big thing. The truly successful people, the masters of the universe in network marketing, whether it was old school and it was all face-to-face, or I think even today, they're masters, um, at least I said, of asking questions. That the person who has the power is the person asking the question. The person who's then just talking and disseminating information is in the weaker position. The person who is asking the question it has all the power because with your answers, then I can direct you wherever I want to direct you because, well, Vince, but you said, but Vince, but you told me, but Vince, what you said you wanted, but Vince, 
And that's it. If you could teach people, and the way to do that is you can only do that by having them. You just got to get out there and get out of life. And you're right, and learning. To, to think that they would have your products and all that stuff. So the very, the very basic components of a headline, you just don't mess up, and then they don't. It's just right. that you can't do. You Absolutely. can't go in. Can't you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, I use the analogy to some of our students that come down. I say it's like if we go buy a car, you can buy the supercharged car or you can buy the base model. They both run the exact same. But the attributes kind of soup your car up a little bit and just make it, you know, perform a little bit better. Um, in our world, in, you know, in, in buying a car, it's money. In our world, it's experience. Like as you start doing that, it's like you're souping your car up and you just get better. And now all of a sudden you go from a basic model to a car that has a custom paint job and better rims and tires and bigger engine. And all of it started from the same basic, basic frame, and that's kind of something that happens over over time. So one other thing before I get into the next question for you guys is about the you know the, and when we talk about conversations and questions, Curtis and uh, Lisa did a, a, a presentation in recruiting juggernaut, which is one of the products in MIT, where they give away the questions you should ask um, and the exact questions that they use to build a multiple million dollar business in network marketing. So if you haven't watched Recruiting Juggernaut or that Hangout and that webinar that, that uh, Lisa did, I missed the second one, but I did go back and watch the recording because I was supposed to be there, but unfortunately I was in the hospital um, with the wife um, when we were having our first kid, so I couldn't make that one. But you guys have to check that out if you want to know the exact questions on what to ask in network marketing. All right, so question number two. And this is fun. You guys having a good time? I'm enjoying this. I'm having a great so time. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so all right, so – how do you keep your team motivated without feeling like you're babysitting? And and I went into my <laughs> marketing body today. Like I was like when I had, when I wanted questions that I know people have experienced, experience, things that I've experienced. So I didn't want to just come out and have the generic questions. I wanted to really dig into okay. the whole network marketing thing. I think the secret, and this is the you know, if I had some time, I could probably sum network marketing success and as far as team building down to 10 things, because it's a different skill set. The first thing people go through is how do I get successful in network marketing? That's about improving your own skill set, learning how to build, getting yourself to a particular level of income. And that's really about you, and you can be making $10,000 a month, $15,000 a month, with really nobody on your team making a great deal of money. You can get to that income with all part-time people. You can get to that income with customers or mostly, you know, or mostly uh, product consumption. But building a group and getting to you know, $50,000 a month, $100,000 a month, sustainable income, walkaway income, is a whole different ballgame because now you're talking about managing and operating a community because the sustainability of a network marketing business when it gets that large is running a community. Bill Britt, Curtis referenced him earlier, you know, said, and this was his secret, and I'll bring this back to the point I was making. You know, I asked him when I called him, what is the secret of your success? I just don't get it. And he said, you know, some people say the product has to be unique, and I think that unique products do well, but look at me, I sell laundry soap. He said, here's the thing. People leave companies, they do it every day. Forget network marketing, look at the outside world. People will call you and say, oh my gosh, I got a new job, and they want to tell you about their new company they're going to work for, and a company they could have been working for for 10 years, they never mention. No regret, no, no connection to it, no I'm going to miss everybody, out the door and gone forever. He said, so people leave companies every day. He said, people change brands. They do it every day and don't think twice. People find it very difficult to leave a family. And if you look at the very best organizations, whether it's in network marketing, internet marketing, fraternal organizations, uh, service-based organizations, charitable organizations, nonprofits, or companies, they're very, very family-oriented and that everybody who's involved feels like they are connected in a family sort of way. It's their second family. Network marketing companies, you, when you're building a large organization, you need to put your efforts where they're deserved, not where they're needed. And it's difficult for people to make that leap because your short-term gain, today's paycheck, may induces you to put your efforts where they're needed. I have to work over here because this group is weak and Mary's group is doing great. She doesn't need me. But you want to put your efforts with Mary because strong businesses are hard to build 
and they're, they're relationships you don't want to damage because when they become self-perpetuating, they're like income property. So if you look at the most successful networkers, they put 90% of their time with 10% of their people because that's where 90% of their revenue comes from. They work with everybody else in group. So they create communities with conference calls and with events and with things that everybody can plug into that gets the entire group what they need. And they let people know that whether you get into that other group where you get a lot of individual time has everything to do with their performance, not my decision. So if I'm spending a lot of time with you, Vince, it's because you've earned it. So I don't babysit. And top network marketers typically don't babysit at all because they've got systems and events and mechanisms built to deal with the group at large. And if you want to get out of the group and into individual attention, it's because you're practicing the right activities and creating the kind of production that earns you that kind of attention. And those type of people never require babysitting. And if you deform, and if you, that's the culture you establish, it's not an issue. And if you don't, you're never going to create the kind of income. You know, you, like I said, you'll get, you can get to 15000 a month, 20000 a month tops, but it's never going to be a business that is where you become irrelevant. If you want to create a business where you're irrelevant, it has to have leadership that runs that can run that the business runs more effectively whether you're there or not. And that doesn't come from people you babysit. That comes from people you empower and support. That's awesome. And I mean, that's kind of a long answer to your question. Sorry. No, I think oh, that was awesome. I, that's a, I, can, I was sitting here saying, I can't wait to know that I'm going to say, Vince, make sure I get access to that recording because I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same I'm thing. I'm on my feet. When we do these things, I think better I'm standing, I'm walking, so I, otherwise I'd be sitting and taking notes. But, but the, yeah, I wish I'd be sitting and taking notes, but I'm walking because I'm engaging. And so I thought, dang, man, I don't have a pen. Um, but here's, a, here's, another, here's another aspect of that perspective, if you will. And that other aspect is, is this. The... Um, you know, you've got to find that balance. And maybe Lisa can also talk to this too, but you've got to find a balance about how much you make it about come join this and get rich versus come join this and get value and, 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 and get, get something that is worthy of being part of because it doesn't make any difference if it's online marketing or network marketing. It doesn't make any difference if, if you have a lemonade stand. It doesn't make any difference if you clean pools. If you want to make, you know, 100 plus thousand a year, then go move to Beverly Hills and clean rich people's pools and do it really fast. It doesn't make any difference what it is. When you reach that $140,000, $150,000 a year, which is a long way from being a millionaire, but you're in such a small percentage of the income earners in the entire country and for that matter, in most parts of the world, the planet Earth, you're in top 3 4%. That has nothing to do with anything other than human nature. Only a very tiny percentage of people will truly do these sustainable, elite-level committed efforts, sucking at first and, and stumbling and failing and flopping but being committed to the process of getting better until they achieve the result. But you know how those million-dollar earners, multi-million-dollar earners in network marketing and multi-million, they have large groups, 97%, 96% of which will never be the elite performers. And if, if we've made anything short of elite intolerable or unacceptable or unworthy, we've just told them, sorry, 97% of you aren't worthwhile. And if you create that kind of a community, you're, you're going to have a, a, a turnstile, you're going to have a revolving door going so fast that you'll never get there. That's the question. So it's, what we're saying is building a community that values the fact that you think differently by being here and wherever you are is fine as long as you are willing to grow, then we're here to help help you grow. We respect you because the community has to feel good and has to feel respected. And those who choose to operate at a higher level, because who knows, somebody's spark may not go off for two years. It may go off in ten years. It may never go off. But having them be a part of the community that makes them feel better, so you got to be able to find that balance too. Because if it's only about make money, make money, make money, make money, make money, knowing that if they choose not to put in the effort that you've chosen to put in, but can you provide value to them? Is it a great place to be? Is it a community they enjoy being a part of? Is it something that gives them a place where they feel respected and treated well? But Lisa's right. One-on-one -on -one work, that you earn. Group work. I've got value here, and I've got a place where you can call home, and it's a place where you get. So you've got to find that balance too. That way you're not Absolutely. having to motivate the people. You're there for everyone in a way that you can be so that you have the time to really give great value and support to those who have earned it. They deserve it. So you've got to be careful about how you, how you balance that. Absolutely. You know, 
first off, um, this, that was awesome. I can't wait to hear that again. You're, I felt the exact same way as you uh, when with both of these. I want to hear this again. Awesome. Um, a good book for you guys that I'm reading right now, I'm actually reading two books, um, is 80-20, Sales and Marketing. Um, it's a book written by Perry Marshall. and It talks a lot about what you're saying, um, which is, I would definitely, all of you listeners, go out and get that book, 80-20, Sales and Marketing uh, by Perry Marshall. Um, yeah, I don't, even, I don't even have anything to say after that. That was awesome. Um, did you guys have a question for me? Yeah, what's the second uh, book? The second book, I'm reading Tony Robbins' book. Yeah, um, I was going to say Masters. it's Money, Money Masters, right? Yeah, yes. Me too. I just I yeah. just started it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a very good book um and for how deep I I wrote this and in, in the in a post I wrote about it. I said it's it's a deep book. It goes deeper than I thought, but the read is a very easy read. So I've noticed that a lot of financial books sometimes they go way over the top of the of of most people when they get into that subject matter, but for this book I felt That's that really Tony's talent it, though. I mean, he yeah. has such a knack for taking what is really life-changing head of you know works with heads of state type of uh, strategies and putting it into popcorn type of you know nuggets that really anybody who wants to get better can get a lot out of. I, I reread him all the time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good book. So you guys should get. By that the as way, well. Vince, he's yes. speaking at next year's GoPro, which Curtis oh, is wow. hosting, and I will be speaking at. So although we missed you this year. You know, we've got you on the list, and we expect that you will be there next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I and I said it on that. this live thing because then we, I know you'll show up. <laughs> uh, you gonna, okay, I see how it is, Lisa. Use <laughs> I learned. See, I'm, I'm a student. We are. We are. I'm a student. We are coachable. coachable. I learned it and immediately applied it. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Did you guys have another question for me? And if not, I'm going to open it up to. Yeah, let's see what um, kind of Camilla. maybe. Um, I know that we have some flies on the wall that maybe have some questions for all three yeah, of us. That could be fun. Let's do that. So, star six guys, if you have a question uh, for Lisa or Curtis about your or business, Vince, let's have some, or me, let's have some fun. Um, I know that we covered so much stuff. They're probably just you know glued to the back of their chair, like thinking where they're going to start. But uh, go ahead, guys. Star star six, I believe. It opens up your line. If you have any questions, let's go. Don't everyone talk at once. Exactly. We just stunned them in the complete. We just stunned them in the big news. Hey, guys. Right, yeah. right. Hey. Hey. We're here. Hey, Vince, it's Phil. I didn't have okay. a I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, I'm still dumbfounded. It's great information, and I'm using it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did you? You didn't have a question? Uh, no, I didn't. I'll, uh, I think they answered them all. Then. This is <laughs> awesome. Thanks. I think I heard Phil back there. Did you have a question, Phil? Yeah, I did, Vince. Uh, Lisa Curtis, what would you say to if you're uh, someone like me that's doing just direct sales and uh, in relation to building a community and organization? Same thing. I mean, I think the, yeah, yeah. I think the most important thing to think about is, and I tell this to people all the time. Let's assume, for the sake of argument, if you're in direct sales or network marketing, for that matter, or internet marketing, and you're good at it, and I'm assuming that you're good at it, you've got an excellent coach with Vince, and you showed up, then you're going to make sales. So most people, I think, the challenge they have is they sit in front of somebody and they say. Uh, how do I get this person to buy? And it's, it's a good question, but your improvement comes by improving the questions you ask. Let's assume for the sake of argument that everybody you sat in front of, if they were going to buy, you're going to get the sale. So if the sale is there, you're going to have it. Then your question might change because there's all kinds of ways that people can leave a transaction. There's the person who gets sold something but really feels like it was a very hardcore sale, like they really got sold into something. And by the time they leave, they almost feel like they bought to get away from the salesperson and there's a little bit of regret. That person's probably not going to refer anybody to anybody. They're probably not going to buy again. So if you ask the question, what is, assuming this person's not going to set the world on fire for me, but I'm going to make the sale, what's the most that they can do for me? In network marketing, the answer would be, well, if they're happy, they'll continue to buy. They'll introduce me to people that they know. Um, 
that's all the things that can happen. So the best question I've found that you can ask yourself to improve your, your results is, assuming that the person is going to buy today, what can I do to make sure that they have a great experience doing so? In other words, what do I want to happen next? Do I want it to end here or do I want to get residual referrals, ongoing business from this transaction? So I think the quality of the questions that you ask when you're in selling will always improve your results by asking the next question and the next question and the next question. Not all at once, but always ask the next question and see where it takes you because sometimes the solution that gets you what you want in the short term that seems great is not your best long-term strategy. Thank you. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, feel like again, I don't, I, I, it's one of those things we'd have to know more to go into more detail. But that's what that's kind of what I was going to say is that direct sales, and I used to do that a lot. The questions that I didn't ask often that now years later is had, had I gone into if if someone buys, that's correct. How do I do it in a way to get? But but if someone didn't buy here, because if I look at my numbers and say. Back in those days, if I was closing 25%, I was the king of the mountain. I question what I, what, looking back, what I wish I had done differently is those 25% were going to, that was going to happen. What could I have done differently so the 75% who didn't, that I created an environment that I could have gotten a referral or a value that I blew past? Because I, I look back now on the millions of dollars of sales and the huge amount of money that I made. And I look now back and wonder what was the extraordinary multiple that I missed because I didn't go into that initial process and into the direct sales transaction with the anticipation for what value could I bring to and therefore possibly get back or tap into. And I bet there was probably another eight to ten points there, and, and that would have, was a monster number. And, and, I, and only now, I, I don't have a chance to actually apply it, but now I, looking back, I realize that's what I missed. Absolutely. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Awesome. All right, we've got time for maybe one more. Is there anyone else out there that has a question? Uh, star six. And if you can, mute out your line if you if you ask a question, guys, so it's a little clearer. All right. No more going once, going twice. All right, cool. I think we're good. I think we're good. I mean, the, oh, Vince, the thing that was so much you, fun. Can we come back? It was. Oh, absolutely. We. I mean, geez, you don't have to tell me. Ask me twice. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, I think that the reason there's so few questions is because it's so it's it's so informative yet so simple. I mean, what question can you ask? It's like do that, get gain experience, and have vision. You know, have vision to, you know, see through today and i think that if you can do those things you can you know have a huge business so um before i let you guys go first off i just want to thank you guys for what you've already contributed to the mitt system i mean we're not even a year old and i i, I sometimes have to pinch myself to think oh, I mean, you're, it's your well, with your numbers i mean but that's the problem when you bring value and you're transparent and you tell the truth it's amazing what will happen yeah, I mean, uh, we, it's amazing how you you build a real community of real people with real respect. Right, you know, amazing. I mean, I, I, have to, I have to, I really have to, I have to pinch myself and and I look at the decisions we made when we got started. I mean, um, we made we did a lot of things that were outside of the box that people hadn't seen. Like you can't even promote the system to hit a certain level. I um, know. You remember training. how much I respected that? I love when you, you know, make people actually learn. And then <laughs> right, earn, look at how they yeah. do. And you know, every you know, and it was just these <laughs> things that were difficult. And then just you know, having you guys as part of recruiting Juggernaut, which is one of our original products, which people get when they get into the system. And I get testimonials, and I get people that reach out to me every week, at least saying, "Man, that training is awesome. It's helped my network marketing business." And you know, I'm glad that we've created a system that keeps people focused on their business and not making the system their business. And that was really a goal for me. Um, and a lot of that was because of the things that you guys have already brought to the system. So I just want to say I appreciate you guys, and hopefully I look forward to seeing you guys, you know, if not speaking or, you know, if you can pop in for a day or two, being at the next event. We're just getting started. We have a lot more that we want to do, and uh, well, we couldn't be here without you guys. So we appreciate Anything it. we can do to support you, Vince, love what you're doing, love the way you do it, love your attitude and your 
smile. You light up rooms and you just <laughs> meet life every day with just a great... You're very zen, and I love the way that that affects me when I'm around it. Anybody who's got the opportunity to be around Vince and doesn't do it is just not maximizing their their chances for success. Their zenness. Their maximum zenness. <laughs> I appreciate it. You Listen, guys brother, are awesome. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Congratulations, by the way, Papa. Oh, oh yes. Talking to She's daddy. beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. She puts a smile on my face every day. Awesome. Well, go. listen, guys, I appreciate it. We definitely will have you guys back, and, uh, you know, we will be putting this out, not this week, but next Friday, um, so you guys can listen yep. to the replay. Um, and, uh, again, appreciate you guys, and uh, just keep working, have that vision, and you can make anything happen, and that completes the battle zone. You guys made it out alive. And yeah, uh, we'll, have you guys back. we'll have you guys back again. Take care, guys. Have a great day. Right. I'll see you guys yep. on the Internet. Bye-bye.